You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight. Pride was restored to Simon Scott Assembly Hall as your Indiana Hoosiers defeat the visiting and whining Iowa Hawkeyes 86-69 to in a huge bounce-back performance from Indiana after really going to Champaign and kind of stubbing their toe and and just not playing well. And you heard Mackenzie Holmes in the post-game press conference talk about how she hates to lose and how this was going to drive them. And, man, this was a game where Indiana's leaders drove them to just a tough-minded, well-executed performance that, you know, as we get in here, we'll just go right into the banner moment. You know, there were so many big shots, and there were so many big individual plays, which we'll, you know, talk about as we go through here. But Coach, and by the way, Coach Tonsoni is with me if you're listening here on the audio. uh, I thought this game was won in the first half, and there were two moments that showed me. One, Caitlin Clark drove into the lane. Yarden Garzone stood her ground. I think they called a foul. And Yarden kind of stared her down and talked a little bit of trash. And it was a little bit later, I think, in the first half when Mackenzie Holmes blocked the center for Iowa and kind of stared her down. And they even mentioned on the broadcast, like, whoa, was that a stare down? It's like, yeah, it was a stare down. And it was leaders of this team telling a higher-ranked opponent, you are not coming into this house and beating us. We bow down to nobody. We give in to nobody. That tone was set. And it was pretty soon thereafter that they took the lead that they would basically nurse for the rest of the game. But this to me, Coach, what I just consistently find myself thinking when I watch this team and what I found myself thinking so often tonight is how tough this team is. Tough-minded and just tough physically. And that's why they beat Iowa tonight. Iowa has great skill. They're a terrific team. This is a big achievement because Iowa's good and Caitlin Clark is excellent. You know, all respect to them. But we were the tougher team physically and mentally tonight. And that's what won this game. You know, the shots helped us get the points we needed to win it. But it was the toughness that earned this victory to me. Just really impressed with this program, this team. Absolutely. It is um, what a joy it was to watch tonight. And after a loss, you know, you go on the road and it's tough to win on the road and they didn't play well. And it takes toughness to bounce back from an effort like that, especially in the face of playing an outstanding team in Iowa, ranked number four with an outstanding player. And I know that uh, there's those people that don't like her antics, but she can play. Uh, And to Mm -hmm. to face that and to come back and just say, no, we're not getting beat. And I just really love the defensive effort. The number of block shots tonight was incredible. Standing their ground in the lane, not letting people go. And when you play an outstanding player like that, they're going to get their points. But then you want to limit the other players. And Indiana did that really well in the first half. And then they limited Caitlin Clark in the second and got into her head. And uh, that happens to the best of players. But it happened in Assembly Hall tonight from the lady uh, Hoosiers, just fantastic effort uh, tonight uh, and fun, fun enough to just pop on right. in a quick emergency <laughs> podcast because we got good stuff to talk about. We do. You know, we were all, you and Andy were all kind of texting during the game and coach is just like, hey, let's go live. And I'm like, okay, you know, 
have a couple drinks in. I don't usually do that before shows anymore, but hey, let's do it. But we should say, obviously, as you know, we don't usually cover the women's basketball program. We've done a few shows in the past. That is typically reserved for our friends over at the Doing the Work podcast. And Kathy and Jeff will be doing their post-game show uh, on Friday. So make sure that you check that out. They are obviously much more informed and will give you better analysis, I'm sure, than what we will tonight. We're really here more just to celebrate, honestly, Coach. Like, hey, I mean... You, I hear they're going to have a really good. They're going to have a really good guest on tomorrow night too. By the way, are you going to be on with them? Hell yes, I'm going to okay. be on. It's two shows. This this game <laughs> deserves two shows. You know, someone in the, in the Substack chat earlier today was asking about you. They were like, "Hey, is Coach Tonsoni okay?" You know, haven't seen him in a in a couple of shows. I was like, you know, Delphi Bracketology is heating up, so he's you know he's 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 busy yeah. uh, busy with those guys. But uh, but yeah, check out our friends at Doing the Work. Make sure that you subscribe to them. That'll be a great show. You know, Coach, and you know, look, obviously, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time tonight comparing the men's and the women's programs. That's not the goal here. But the context for the people who listen to our feed is watching the men's team lose four out of five home games by an average margin of 13.5 points, right? And, and being able to summon greatness at Assembly Hall is as foundational of an identity as there is for Indiana basketball. And so, you know, when you started to see today at two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, pictures and videos of lines just around Assembly Hall with people waiting to get into this game. And then, you know, people are sending videos of the atmosphere 60 minutes before and 30 minutes before, and you feel that electricity. This was a vintage Assembly Hall night where the arena turned up the enthusiasm, turned up the intensity to match the team. And that's the way it goes. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't often go the other way. It usually needs to be the team that can summon the greatness of this arena. And when that happens, you're just not coming in here and getting a victory. And that's what I felt tonight. And that's part of what made this so fun. <laughs> that's part of why we're all texting all second half and we end up here live afterwards. This is what it feels like. And, you know, it was just it was so much fun watching that and just kind of living through that with everybody who was there. You know, it's what makes Assembly Hall great. It's good basketball, and then the crowd just elevates. Indiana was a seven-point lead, eight-point lead one time, or or Iowa cuts it under ten, and all of a sudden the crowd just stands up. And that's what yeah. it, that's what Assembly Hall has been. But their product on the floor was was outstanding. There, there's just a, a whole lot to talk about uh, tonight, and then tomorrow uh, with Jeff, I'll be on again to to break down some stuff. But I just thought there was some really good adjustments by the coaching staff, and between yeah. the third and fourth quarter, the zone gave uh, the women some trouble. Uh, it got got down to eleven, then there was a couple of times it got it got up to seventeen. Sydney Parish hits two really big shots. Those were huge. But then all of a sudden it got back. It got back down towards that double digit because the zone was a yeah. struggle. And then all of a sudden, to start the fourth quarter, they screened the top, they screened the center, boom, 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 Iowa's out of the zone, Indiana wins. That's That was Terry Morin at her finest uh, t- tonight, I think. Well, and, and let's dive in a little bit to the defense. And I know you guys will talk about it on yeah. doing the work tomorrow, but that's the big, I think, kind of storyline coming out of this game is, you know, Caitlin Clark, she you know gets her 24 points, she gets her nine assists, but it took her 26 shots to do it, coach, and she also turned the ball over five times. So, yeah. you know, and that's when Caitlin Clark is at her greatest, she's prolific and efficient. And this is a night where she was prolific statistically, but she was inefficient. And that's what helps lead to Iowa only getting 69 points. What were some of the things that you saw? And, you know, especially when you compare first half to second half that Indiana did to make her inefficient? They stayed close no matter what the actions were. 
um, when she scored, they, they lost her in transition a couple times early for a three or off a little pin screen, wide pin screen. But they were doing a good job in their man. They would switch early, early and switch up. It's a big. It's one thing to switch if you switch flat, and then she can catch and have space. But they were f- switching up on her on her little curl cuts at the top, and a couple times it burned them because they she she got some backdoor cuts for layups. But you're you're willing to do that against a star. Yeah. You have to make her catches tough. Indiana made her catches tough, and then gave her no space. You could see sometimes the ball was on on what she said, right side, left side, whatever she had to bring it to the shooting pocket, and Indiana was right there. Whoever scouted and 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 told them to just get a hand to dissuade that ball going to the shooting pocket, and then it, it just really took a lot of her uh, space away. And then she's had to force things, and she got. Uh, but I, I actually thought, you know, and and tonight tonight to celebrate the women and, and and that. But Caitlin Clark was very patient at times, but then she got frustrated, and that's what you got to do against really good players. But that the the quickness, the up and touch. And the switching, and then they went box and one, so there's a variety of defenses there. Just made it really yeah. tough for her to catch and force other players to do things. And I'm sure Iowa sees a lot of that, but Indiana really executed it well. It was everyone on the same page, knowing when to switch, communicating, and, and doing that, which makes a cohesive defense. It was an excellent defensive game plan, and credit to the women. Uh, they executed it uh, just almost flawlessly tonight to win. Yeah. Uh, so this episode of the Assembly Call, like all episodes on the Back Home Network, brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. You can learn more about them at homefieldapparel.com. Use our promo code HOME23 at checkout. Um, you know, Coach, I don't want to say, you know, th- there was a lot of talk last year. I mentioned that, you know, when the men had started playing well is when I started wearing my 1983 uh, Women's Basketball Big Ten Champion t-shirt that I bought at Homefield Apparel. And they kind of went on their whatever it was, eight-game win streak, and I didn't wash it at all. It was There was a lot of power in this thing. Well, I had art night tonight with my daughter, and we got home about 10 minutes after the game began, and that was when Iowa was up by like four or five points at the time. From the moment that that happened and I put this special shirt on, Indiana outscored Iowa by 25 points. That, ladies and gentlemen, is home field magic, and that is why you should go to Home Field Apparel and look at their incredible line of Indiana gear. Indiana is their, you know, their, their native team. That's where they started, and so they've got more Indiana gear than anybody else. Go check it out. Order for yourself. Order for friends. Bring home field magic to the game watching experience. Homefieldapparel.com. Home two three will get you fifteen percent off your first order. Um, you know, you talk about the defense, coach. And, you know, the defense on Caitlin Clark was, you know, obviously excellent, as you talked about. I also thought, and look, I, I haven't watched this team, you know, inside and out. I don't watch every single game. Um, and so, you know, so please forgive me if I'm stating things that are either obvious or if I get something wrong. But in my time watching Mackenzie Holmes, I thought this was one of her best defensive performances. You know, she's obviously always, um, you know, very good and very efficient offensively, but I thought she also set a tone defensively, you know, and she ended up with four block shots and I know she got a couple of fouls, but again, it was this tone of this is my house and you're not going to get anything in here easy. You know, and the commentators even said early in the game, you need to make Mackenzie harm Holmes guard. So she's not just focused on being an offensive force. And they did. Cause you know, it looked like, you know, Iowa had a relatively good and active interior game, but I thought Mackenzie was active, tough and aggressive, uh, you know, in a way that at least I don't think I've always seen from her. And again, I just thought that helped set the tone for what the rest of the defense did on Caitlin and on everybody else to make it tough on them. Because as we know, you know, your leaders, especially your senior leaders, set that tone. 
Um, and I just thought she really did that tonight. I'm going to answer that, but I see Kathy's in the chat, uh, in, in the chat mob there. And I so Kathy, I, I sent steal- you the link. If you want to hop on, we're not us, stealing your show. Link. We're just stealing your happiness for a moment. We, <laughs> we need <are>. it. <laughs> we need, we're it? just stealing your happiness, Kathy. So the, sorry the about best coach that. We just the, had the text Andy sent and he was like, no, wait, why do Kathy and Jeff get the women's program? Can we flip? <laughs> yeah. We just steal it. <laughs> yeah. So we're How stealing do these assignments work again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my, she was awesome. The way she guarded in the post and made that post player. Someone said on a broadcast she had a high-scoring game of 40-something at some point at home. Um, and so I thought that uh, the block shots were awesome because Caitlin Clark does a nice job when she's uh, overplayed to, of making passes. That yeah. Some of the passes were just unbelievable. But then they were covered up by the inside defense of McKenzie and uh, and. Garzon played great in there too. When you have eight blocks, that's intimidating. Then the crowd goes crazy. And again, they start pressing a little bit. Good teams start pressing a little bit. And then they start thinking when they get in a number of shots, Caitlin Clark missed some layups inside too. When you have that defensive uh, pressure and rim protection, obviously in a women's game is a little different than Khalil Ware, 7-2, but it's still important. Uh, that you guard the paint. And I thought the key thing, too, to add to that was the lack of second-chance points. And, and Jeff and Kathy would know the trends with Indiana basketball on second-chance second points. But when yeah. you're paying, playing so much attention and jumping out on Caitlin Clark, and then he, she shoots or someone else shoots a long three to find a matchup, you could give up a lot of opportunities. And Indiana really pursued the basketball defensively tonight. Uh, the ladies really did an outstanding job there. So, yes, the inside presence of Mac was awesome. But the overall defense in the lane and on the other players, uh, spe- we're up 11 in the first half, and, and Caitlin Clark has 20. Why? Because everyone else was shut down. That's yep. just good, good defense. Yeah, I also thought that you really could feel the impact of Sydney Parrish, you know, and she's not, you know, fully back to 100%, but certainly was much more capable tonight than she was in the Illinois game. Um, and you just you see it in little things with her, you know, diving out of bounds to try and get a loose ball, even if she doesn't get it. That's tone setting stuff from your leader, some of the tough rebounds that she gets. And then... You know, there in the second half, when I was on a little bit of a run, I think maybe she made her first one when I would cut it to six or seven. I'm getting, uh, you know, maybe getting the numbers wrong, but she hit those two straight three pointers. And man, you know, you know what I loved about it, coach, is she hits two straight three pointers. What did they do the next possession down? Let's get six. They got her a three pointer. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, whoa, a heat check. Look at that. I don't, I don't know if they, (laughs) I don't know if they got her a shot. She was just taking a damn shot. She's, I hit two in a row. I'm taking this. As well, she should. That's good to see. Yes, absolutely. That's basketball. Because we don't see that. That's basketball. But that's the thing with her is, again, you know, the shooting is kind of the stuff that is the highlight and maybe the splashy, you know, thing that you remember. But she just makes so many little tough plays throughout the game, bumping someone on a cut, getting a rebound, you know, diving out of bounds, like I said. And I think this team, I mean, they need her athleticism and her size and her versatility, but I just think she has an extra level of toughness, too, um, that really comes through in games like this. Absolutely. And before she hit those shots in the second half, in my first half notes, I wrote down that she had a key assist uh, to uh, McKenzie. She drove the lane and they helped up a little bit and, and got McKenzie a nice little basket at the rim. And then there was an offensive rebound where she out hustled the Iowa team and got an offensive rebound. And I think Indiana, uh, they obviously scored. I don't know if it was a two or a three. But th- you're talking about those little things, those little hustle things, that she's working her way back into uh, playing shape and getting back into the scheme of things. Well, she was doing those little things, and then she got paid later in the game. Like, that's so important yeah. for players to understand, yeah. right? Do what you can do 
and let the game come to you. And when the moments are there, if you're locked in with the little things, the big things happen. And there's no guarantee. It might have happened the next game or whatever, but they happened inside this game today for Sydney with those two threes when it got down to 11 to push it out to 17 because she hustles and she's in tune with what she needs to do to do her role. Uh, I just think that's that's yeah. so, so important. So there's a, as we kind of talk about meaningful moments, um, there was a play late in the fourth quarter Um I think it was Indiana had had two or three straight, just really kind of disjointed possessions. And it was kind of the last moment where it felt like, you know, okay, they've got Kate and Clark on the other side. They're probably going to make a run. Like this thing is kind of tenuous, you know, and there was one possession. I, I don't know. There were two or three players got jumbled up at the elbow and Yarden got the ball and she ends up turning it over and things just, you know, it was really kind of the first time all game where it's like, man, we look kind of disjointed on offense. Like we don't really know what we're going to do. The next possession down, you know, Chloe Moore McNeil brings it up. I, I think whatever first action they were going to run got blown up. And so she just kind of dribbled the ball over to the other elbow, saw a little advantage and beat her, you know, the, the person who was guarding her. And Mackenzie Holmes help defender had to come up. She gets she is able to dump it down real quick for an easy Mackenzie Holmes too. it put us back up either 11 or 13 and really kind of felt like it slammed the door on the game and you know what and look you know Chloe didn't have the greatest game statistically you know 6 points and 5 assists though obviously her defense was great but what Chloe can do because of her athleticism and just her skills with the ball and her awareness is when the offense isn't creating an advantage you just go create advantage as a guard make the defense react and now something opens up that's why guards are so important because sometimes you get disjointed on offense you get out of rhythm your actions get blown up what individual do you have that can go create an advantage that either leads to a bucket or then creates a, a secondary advantage for someone else that you can take advantage of? Sometimes you need a guard and, and to go you, make a play, and in that moment, Chloe yeah. just went and made a play. It was great. And, and make a play under control, yeah. too, where you can see that opening. Don't, don't go make a play and go through eight people and throw something up in the air and say, well, I tried to make a play. Go make the right play. You know, that that's important, too. It's not just, hey, go see what you can do and we'll take whatever happens or, you know, but she went and she made the right play there. And and I thought I thought they did that all night long in finding McKenzie at key moments. I think she had key baskets. I, I wrote down yeah. almost every quarter when, when there was a little bit of a struggle, Indiana found homes inside and, and they did a, a really nice job in transition, too, of, of feeding the post uh, in, inside. So, yeah, that was an that was a good example of. Uh, of playing aggressive, but in control to make the right play. And I thought she also hit a basket that way too, in the middle of the lane. Yep. Uh, at some point, one of her baskets was the same thing, kind of a, a, a breakdown. And and so what you have there, Jared, is someone who has to be tasked with guarding on and off one of the, the best player in college basketball, or maybe second, if we want to talk about Mackenzie Holmes, but, <laughs> but we'll just say that tonight because we won and she didn't, but Kate and Clark, right. the second best player on the court tonight. That's right. Someone had to guard her. Um, and, and, and boy, was that tough, right? So you, you had, you know, and, and Sarah did a nice job too. They alternated and then you had to switch. Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't need a, a, a big night from, from one of those two players. You needed a big night without the stats of just making uh, Caitlin Clark work. So congratulations, Chloe there. She did a nice job where she could offensively, but she had a good game in, in other areas as well. Well, you know, and look, we're talking about the guards. You know, we talk about Chloe, who was terrific defensively, had that great play. We haven't even mentioned Indiana's leading scorer yet, which is Sarah Scalia. 
And, you know, she, along with Yarden Garzon, they both had three three-pointers apiece, which was a big part of Indiana outscoring Iowa from the three-point line by 12 points. And, you know, that's a number that we talk about a lot. It makes a big deal. And a big part of that 17-point deficit Indiana wins by is those 12 points there from three-point range. Because um, I'm guessing that doesn't happen to Iowa too often. Um, but it does when you're up against the best shooting team in the country, as Indiana is. But, you know, I thought in addition to the big outside shots Sarah made, you know, she made more two-pointers than three-pointers tonight, uh, hitting 4-2. She got to the free throw line, 8-for-8. Eight eight, and I thought she picked her spots in the fourth quarter, too, uh, two, to do, you know, similar to what I'm talking about with Chloe, which is, you know, look, you get the ball, they're overplaying you, you don't have space, you drive. And again, to me, in the games that I've watched, it seemed like she has, you know, more been willing to settle for the outside shot as opposed to drive. And that's where I thought her toughness mentally and physically to continue to attack the basket instead of settling for jumpers, again, set the tone and led to her, you know, only scoring nine points from three point range, but still ending up with 25. You know, that's not a typical stat line for her. Uh, and that's because she played well, tougher and she went inside more. I don't like necessarily popping on, popping your collar, but I don't mind her talking shit there at the end and getting the title. I don't either. You know I don't mind that. <laughs> you know, let's go. I love let's that. Let's go. <laughs> hey, we hear that. We hear all announcers. It's the Kate and Clark experience. No, it's the, it's the Indiana women's program as a total experience tonight. That's right. And take that. We just kicked your butt. Take that two points or whatever they got from the free throw line. Well, hello, Kathy. Exactly. Ladies and hello, gentlemen, everyone. Kathy Amos from Doing the Work. They will be doing their show tomorrow. We we couldn't help it. That was too much fun. We had, we had to hop you. on. I don't blame you. And hello, everyone from Cancun, actually. So I ah. was that obnoxious person in one of the, the bars here at the resort watching on our phone. And yes, Sean and I were yelling and <laughs> carrying on. And then we went to dinner and um, yes, to the point where somebody actually asked, like, what are you guys watching? What is going on? <laughs> so, yes, it was great. It was good. So I'm glad that I was able to uh, full peacock to think I was still in the U.S. and uh get a get connected to the wi-fi what a great game so good way to yeah. start our vacation so i will not be on tomorrow night coach tonsoni is going to be on with jeff tomorrow um doing the the regular doing the work show so but i i, I agree it's it's hard to, to kind of pass up this um this night it was just a fantastic event and sorry i wasn't able to to hear everything you guys were saying i just wanted to stop in and and say hi real quick and no, I'm glad everyone. you did. <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, I was texting with my mom. My mom's watching from Southern Indiana and having a great time. And yeah, what a fantastic, fantastic night. So, um, I hopefully, um, I, I don't know what you've talked about. So, I'll just give my quick thoughts and then yeah, I'll, give it, I'll give us you your big takeaways. Yeah. So, um, Mackenzie on fire, but Sarah, I think she was really a, a star for us tonight. And I really thought Yarden in particular showed up from the start into the finish. Um, so I think Yarden just really, um, epitomized what we needed from Yarden. So one of the things Jeff and I had kind of coined her as is fourth quarter Yarden. And mm. today I thought we got four quarters of Yarden. Um, yeah. and that was, that was really great to see that. And, um, Sarah was on fire. Our defense though. Wow. <laughs> just, yeah. um, really, really, really what we needed, you know, holding Caitlin Clark to, I think what, 24 points is that I think four yeah. points on 26 shots. Yeah, and only four points in the second half, right? So really shut yeah. her down. And, you know, compare that to the first game we had with Iowa where 
we just couldn't shut anybody down um, from from Iowa. Um, I think we held everyone in check. We know we held a team that averages yeah. them, you know the most in the Big Ten to yeah. in what sixty five points right tonight. So um, I think in particular our defense was just the star of the show. So yeah, sixty sixty nine points for for Iowa. Thank you. My husband just handed me his Can't, phone with the stats. So well, well done, Kathy. <laughs> I know you nice, you, Sean. You follow nice. You follow <laughs> the, guy, the, so. the women's program and and know know so much about the women's program. It, it's just interesting. You talked about Garzon, uh, fourth quarter Garzon. I wrote I, I wrote those exact words down. Garzon fourth. I thought she dominated early in that fourth quarter when that game was still, you know, it was still tight and it was still tight until about two minutes. But I thought she did a nice job, uh, that zone adjustment and getting in the lane to to, to score against the zone. And then yeah. she did a, a something else right away to, um, to, to, I think she hit a three. So five yeah. of the first seven points against in the fourth quarter were hers. And then Iowa has to get out of the zone and Indiana can go back to running their man things. And I think that was, that was, uh, she was a big part, but you're, I agree. She was playing well all game, but boy, she really stepped up there to start yeah. that fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other surprise for me was Jules, Jules Mandel, um, yeah. La Mandola. So um, coming in off of the bench, her defense was on point, but scoring, um, you know, as well um, in in there, um, her her three points, which wasn't a not like we didn't get a lot of scoring from our bench tonight, which we don't always get. We don't typically get, but I thought we had great production from our bench, if that makes sense. So um, especially from Jules and from um, Lexi, of course, Lexi had been filling in for Sydney for so long. Um, you know, it's really showed in her development um, and it showed up again tonight. So, yeah, all around, just <laughs> just great. You know, you had um, Mackenzie Holmes, Yarden and Sarah Scalia all with um, th- um, double digit points and Sydney coming back. I think, you know, uh, she looked really good tonight, too, especially compared to. You know, wasn't quite sure if she was ready to come back after what we saw in that Illinois game on Monday. You know, yeah. she looked a little shaky. She didn't, you know, she didn't contribute a whole lot in terms of what you saw in the box score. But tonight, she really showed up for an, for a starter tonight. So, um, all around, yeah, those are kind of my overall thoughts. Just really nice. good. Yeah. All right. And now, what adventures await you in Cancun? While you're there, um, mainly we're just going to go out and see uh, what trouble we can get into at the resort tonight. Uh, we're going to go, uh, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> shocker, right? right? And then, if you um, need to be yeah, bailed we'll out, let us know. Yeah, we'll, we, we exactly. got you back. <laughs> we should be all right. We'll stay on the resort, except we're going like doing some snorkeling and taco lunch on Saturday. Otherwise, yeah, nice. pretty much we're staying here. So, all right, That's gentlemen, awesome. I'll let you get back to it. And then, Ton- Mr. Tonzoni, thank you for filling in tomorrow with Jeff. Appreciate it. And um, I'll I, text, I am text only a substitute. Yeah, only a substitute. I can't fill in for you, but I will try. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> Take care. Have, Have fun. fun. See you, Kathy. Bye, bye. Man, you guys are so right about Yarden. I mean, it. You know, this is this is one of those games when you get on the post game show and there's like six, seven standout individual performances. Yeah, and you always feel like you're burying the lead like a half hour in, but it's just because so many players played great. Uh, you know. Yarden last season, uh, I think at, at one point on Twitter, when she just you know kind of went through her little streak of hitting big shots in the fourth quarter, I said it was one of the first IU basketball players that had ever reminded me of Jay Edwards in terms of being a big shot maker and just – Coach, there's just some people that can rise to the moment and hit a big shot. Like I know sometimes analytics says like there's no clutch gene – I don't know, man. Like I, you know, and I think anybody who's played basketball, there's some people that are just built for those moments, and there's some people that aren't. 
Yarden Garzon is built yep. for those moments. You know, like when she takes a big shot, you just think it's going in, you know, because she believes in herself and you believe in her and her teammates believe in her. And I thought you were exactly right about the impact that she made in the fourth quarter. You know, she may not always accumulate the most stats, but man, every time I feel like I watch this team play a big game, I feel like hers are really meaningful in the moment and flow of a game. And that is a real thing, whether analytics want to pick it up or not. Well, you know, it, it takes a big time shot maker to know a big time shot maker. And, it, and the rumors around, you know, West Lafayette and Westside, when you played at Westside, that you might have been been one of those guys that just wanted to take the big shot yourself. Uh, I just thought that fourth quarter was so important because that zone really kind of stymied Indiana's offense. And if it wasn't for those, uh, you know, the two threes no. by Sydney there in between the lulls. Uh, I thought that was danger time, especially when you have a a, a lady like uh, Caitlin Clark who can just go off in any quarter for a, a lot of points. So I was a little bit concerned. And those adjustments I talked about that Coach Morin had, and then, you know, uh, <clears throat> Garzon hit those shots, and, and boom. And then the whole, the whole game had to shift. And it, it wasn't over, but that was a key moment because if Iowa comes out and does that and gets it down to five, six points, now there's a lot of game pressure on the Lady Hoosiers. And, and – the, those two adjustments by coach and, and Yarden there really, and Yarden's execution were really outstanding um, uh, points to the win. Sure were. Man, this was just fun. This is what Indiana basketball is supposed to feel like. You know, you're not always going to win these games. And, you know, look, we had a game that kind of felt like this earlier this season against Kansas that, you know, we just fell short in on the men's side. But this is what it's supposed to feel like when you play at home in Assembly Hall. And it was, you know, it was just so much fun, as I said earlier, to see the lines of people around Assembly Hall for a big game, you know, and big game Assembly Hall has the reputation that it does because there have been so many teams at this university that have been able to step up to that level that warrant that, you know, big game atmosphere. And boy, this team and what Terry Morin has built, they sure have it. And, you know, that that's the thing is. You know, you look at this team, and it's really easy to kind of see what you're missing with Grace Berger, you know, that person who can really attack in the mid-range, get you a bucket like that. But, you know, previous to that, you know, you would look at the next Indiana women's basketball team and say, man, boy, you're really missing this from Tyra Buss or this from Amanda Cahill. But you know what has been passed down from all of these people is the toughness to step up in the big moments. And we're going to miss Mackenzie Holmes next season, but these are the types of performances that help pass that down to the next generation of Indiana basketball players that are coming up as freshmen and sophomores and actually developing. This is how you build a program. I mean, there is a reason why Indiana fans are falling so much in love with this women's basketball program, because this is what it used to feel like where players stay for three or four years and you really get to know them and embrace them and see them grow and see them step into the shoes that have been vacated. And you just see that time and time again now, season after season with this program. And it just makes it an absolute joy to embrace and, you know, and watch. And, you know, that's all I'm going to say, because this is this is a night for the women. That's what but that's what <laughs> it's supposed to, that, that's what it's supposed to feel like. And it's, Passion, a, it's an absolute Jared, joy to follow them. It really is. Uh, Coach Morin and staff ha have created a culture of passion and toughness and fire. Uh, the ladies then take that. And when they constantly, you know, they have they've lost four games. There's games they haven't played well. And you lose yep. that. You lose that for a game or two or whatever, but then good teams rebound. Right. And, and that's, that's what's happened. Uh, we had to fly out to Iowa in a snowstorm the day of the game. And, and 
lost some focus. We wish that didn't happen with the ladies. And then you go on a, on a Monday afternoon to Illinois on the road, just a little different, right? And and not making excuses, but good teams struggle. But good teams then bounce back with performances yeah. like they had tonight. But the thing that I'll piggyback on what you said, and I just think this is vital for whatever teams you follow at whatever level, you really appreciate passion and, and toughness and togetherness and Mackenzie Holmes at one breakaway on the, on the Peacock where she was just screaming. Yeah. Um, and I know that comes with winning, and it's tough to do when you're losing. But you stepped across that line as an athlete. I've done it as an athlete and as a coach. I don't care what my record is. you got to have passion when you play because it's a special game. It's a special game in Assembly Hall, whether it's the men's or the women's. And the women have that. They they understand and they perform that way a lot more than they perform underperform. And that's what you want from a program that you, you root for. And that is why people are falling in love. That's why it was a sellout. It, was, it wasn't necessarily a sellout. Yeah, Caitlin Clark had something to do it, but it's a sellout because of Mackenzie Holmes and Sydney Parrish and, and, and all of the ladies and what they've done. It's not even close to a sellout if those ladies didn't build it first. Maybe you get, you know, you go from 2,000 to 6,000 because Caitlin Clark's coming. It was sold out because of Indiana's women's program has done things right over and over and over again. And then Caitlin Clark might have just finished the sellout uh, because people wanted to come see her. But this was an Indiana women's night, uh, and we kicked Caitlin's ass. That's right. That's I mean, look, Coach, the most electric nights in Assembly Hall – you know, it's the home team that has to bring it, but there's also got to be something in the road team too that brings out that true next level of Assembly Hall, whether it's a Purdue game or a hated opponent or, you know, back in our day, the Fab Five, where it just felt like there was yeah. anger in the air the entire game, you know? that. And again, you know, I wasn't there. God, I wish I could have been at a game like this, but you just watch on TV. It feels like one of those nights when there's enthusiasm, but just like a twinge of maybe unhingedness. <laughs> In the air, you know, because there's an emotional connection to the opponent as well as the home team. And and that's the next level special assembly hall nights. And everybody, you know, when the home team brings the energy and the toughness, the crowd meets them and it just creates almost an impossible situation for the opponent, you know, and those are rare nights. They don't happen that often. And that's, that's what made this so special. Um, you know, from, from, from tip to finish. And it was just, it was just high level basketball coach. You know, it was well coached teams running good stuff with high level players. That was fun, you know, and it's, it's in a below the rim game. So it's different aesthetically in that sense, but, but it's beautiful. It is. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's beautiful because of the execution of offense. You have to run offense and it's really what basketball should be. You, you know, and it's, it's just the cutting, the back cutting. And I'm talking about both squads. There, there were some, there were some passes tonight from Caitlin to her teammates that once you get beyond the hatred of Caitlin or her antics or whatever, if you just want as a basketball coach, I'm, my wife came down. I like, uh, yeah, she's very special, but you know, Mackenzie Holmes is special in her way too. And carving out space in the post. So you, Indiana, we were we were privy to watching two really outstanding women play basketball tonight, and, and that's a credit to women's athletics uh, and where we've all come with uh, with accepting and watching and cheering for women's athletics, which has been long overdue. But it was beautiful basketball led by two outstanding women uh, and their teammates, and, and just Indiana's better tonight. Uh, Iowa's better at Iowa. Maybe we meet up again in, in the Big Ten tournament and be much watched TV 
must watch TV again, but just, just absolutely, um, just a lot of fun. It was great. It was great. These are, these are the reasons why you're an Indiana basketball fan, you know, and I'm, I mean, I am so glad, you know, I know, uh, you know, our buddy Joel, who usually is at these games, he gave his tickets to two first time attendees, man. I hope there were a lot of young Indiana fans in the stands tonight, because these are the nights that make you lifelong fans and create the emotional connections, you know, and we have to be building that next generation of basketball fans, not men's or women's basketball fans, basketball fans, you know, and I swear nights to do it. We didn't, uh, we didn't storm the court, but I swear I thought I saw Joel as the one man court storm out there, <laughs> jumping up and down in the middle. Maybe, maybe my pe- my peacock stream was a little bit, a little bit off. Uh, you know, I thought that was Joel, Joel, and then Richie following right behind. A two, a, maybe it was a two man court storm. That would have been a sight to see. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Uh, Joel said he doesn't jump. Uh, that was a that was a court storm waddle. <laughs> oh, this is uh, fun, dude. We need more of these. This this is this is how the post game shows used to be in the old days. You know, you, you yeah, come on, you've had a few to drink. It's a little more freewheeling. We need to we need to do an assembly call like this. Uh, but look, it's you know, it's just again. It's so much easier to just come on here and have a joyful post-game show when the whole experience of watching the basketball game felt like that. You know, and it's just it's this great combination of style and commitment to what you're doing. You know, that's that's the thing with this program. It's always really impressed me, you know. And I want to give credit to Zion Brown, who was a, a guest host on the Crimson Cast Women's Basketball Show. And they were kind of recapping the Illinois game. And, you know, talking about how, you know, Indiana plays a very threes and layup style, coach. That's the offense. You don't see a whole lot of mid-range shots from this program. And from an analytical perspective, that is the most efficient way to play over a large sample size. But as you know, as a coach, basketball isn't played over a large sample size. It's played in a series of small sample sizes that are graded by win or lose. And so if that's the style you're going to play and three-point variance bites you in the butt, one particular game, what do you have to fall back on? This team last year had Grace Berger to fall back on, who could step up and really attack people in the mid-range. You know, because we've talked a lot on this show about long twos and how we don't like them. It's all contextual. Number one, there's a difference between a mid-range shot and a long two. It depends on the complexion of your offense, who's taking them, all of those things. But, you know, that, you know, so this team, so you go to Illinois and you don't shoot well and they're playing well, and it's just one of those days where everything kind of goes wrong, and you don't have kind of a secondary offensive attack because you don't really have anybody who's going to do the mid-range, and I think that's plagued this team. I mean, they've lost a few games by big margins, you know, and and so it seems like against certain matchups that are more athletic or on nights when the threes aren't falling, they maybe don't have the depth of of layers of offense to go to that they've had in the past, but... You know, you see on a night like tonight, you know, when it's really working and the threes are falling and they've got the inside game, you know, they can be breathtaking. And so I think they're a team, as you kind of look toward the NCAA tournament, they've got a very clear kind of weakness, you know, that if you can get to and you can make them inefficient from three, you can really hurt them. But on the other hand, you know, they can play like they did tonight and there's really nothing that you could do to stop them. And they were going to get the shots that they were going to get to. So, you know, if they can get hot, this is a team that really feels like it could do could do damage. Um, you know, and I'd play. be interested. I'd, 
love to sit down and, and just have an X and O uh, on the board with, with Coach Morin. But that's where your defense has to carry you too in those games. Yeah. Like you can still win games when you're when you're when you're struggling. But that's what she was deep. so mad about after the Illinois game. Right, right. And so tonight they did. In a couple of games they got the message, and they really wanted on defense because Iowa was playing off of people and daring people to shoot. They were clogging the middle. They were playing in front and behind, sometimes fronting McKenzie. And when your best player is at the low post and has to score at the low post, there's only so many ways you can get that ball to her. And Indiana found ways in transition. They found ways in man. They, it took them a while in that third quarter to find ways to get it inside against the zone. So, yes, they, they don't have that mid-range game, which is a weakness, but then you got to play good defense and, and you got to then, you know, do some other things. And tonight the three-point uh, shot was going down, and that's that was, you know, some of the difference. But tonight really was a defensive night, in, in yeah. my opinion. When, when And Kathy said it best, the, the, the Iowa team held to 69 points with Caitlin Clark being held to 24. That That is just a game plan and execution. The block shots, the rebounding, the whole package uh, defensively won this game. And, and it was just a, a wider margin because the offense was more efficient. Yep. But they could have won this game not shooting threes, too, with the way they played. I agree. Like I said, the tone was set in the first half by McKenzie and Yarden. You are not coming in here and doing what you want. You're very skilled, and you're going to get yours, but you're not going to get them easy. Everything's going to be a challenge, and we're going to do the things that we want. It's how it's supposed to go inside of Assembly Hall. So as we go to final thoughts, Coach, you know that to me is the is the big theme of the night. You know this was a vintage night in Assembly Hall by an outstanding team that you know look obviously you know Ohio State setting the pace in the Big Ten right now. I think they're fourteen and one or fifteen and one. You know coming into this game, so winning another Big Ten regular season title could be a challenge for Indiana. But this game definitely puts you in a position to potentially be able to host in the NCAA tournament which that Illinois loss, you know, had kind of put into question, this seems to counterbalance that. And, you know, that that to me was just the theme. So much at stake, you know, such a hated but respected opponent coming in. You're coming off a bad loss. You know, one of your most important players is kind of hobbled. You don't know if she's going to be 100%. Like, there's all these reasons where it's like, well, if you lose, all right, I kind of understand it. <laughs> And they're like, to hell with that, man. We are at home no and we're going to win. And, you know, I think Mackenzie Holmes said something in that Illinois post game that you'll hear a lot of coaches say, which is, you know, I don't necessarily want guys who want to win. I want people who hate to lose. And Mackenzie Holmes talked about how much she just hates to lose. And she played tonight like someone who hated to lose that game and was going to be damn sure she didn't lose this one. And I just think that rubbed off on her teammates you know these games in assembly hall are won because leaders lead and she led and that's what she's done with this program for four years five years yeah i, I think my, my final thoughts is just thanks ladies for playing with passion and and thanks for rebounding from a a, a tough game and, and playing one of your better games against the, the fourth ranked team and bringing joy to a sold out assembly hall uh, you earned it you you deserve the win you deserve the accolades um you know, don't do anything crazy tonight at Kilroy's or anything, but you know, um, enjoy it a little bit, or do. um, yeah, or do, but just don't pay for anything. Right. I mean, right. dude, so if they yeah. have to pay for anything. We got, we got big, yeah, it's a shame, problems. right? Jeez. It's an absolute. <laughs> yep. So, um, I lost my earpiece there for a second. I was so excited. Now just, just fun. 
And, and uh, thanks, Jared, for doing this and coming on. And man, over 200 people um, tuning in. Credit, just credit to Coach Moore and her staff um, and, and all of the players. Every single young woman on that team contributed tonight. It was exciting. I was fist pumping on made threes and baskets and stops. And it's just much needed by, by this old guy. Um, I, I always got Saturday afternoon at noon, but tonight was for the ladies. Thank you very much. <laughs> by the way, Jim says the officials were horrible. They were, and it certainly oh, yeah. felt like it certainly felt <laughs> they, like in they the fourth always quarter are. they went through their little thing where they were trying to keep a minute, and didn't matter. That, but that's part of the tough mindedness, you know. Yep. Is you know, Mackenzie Holmes was able to, you know, one time she kind of motioned to the official like, "Hey, that should have been a flop," but as soon as the play started, it was out of her mind, and she's on to the next play. That's just the maturity. So I'm just glad we didn't even have to come on here and talk about the officials until the very end. Yeah, maybe we would have beaten them by 23 or 24 with a more fair whistle. But we'll take our 17-point win uh, that we earned over the Iowa Hawkeyes. A lot of respect for them. Uh, really good program, terrific player, but and so much respect for our program, for our players, for Terry Morin and what she's built. Uh, it's just it's a joy to watch this team play basketball, and that is the word that has come up so often with IU fans, when you talk about IU women's basketball, Joel and Richie, to their credit, coach, I feel like back when we first started the show, they were talking about, or, you know, you guys are yeah. missing out on women's basketball. Terry Morin's building something, you know, and then you know, they win the WNIT and everybody kind of peeks in and it's like, wait a minute, like this is something's really happening here. And man, all credit to Tyra and Amanda, that whole crew, because that really got people's eyes more focused on it. And credit to Richie and Joel, because they've been talking about it forever, and you just see it building now. And that the word that comes up the most with IU fans when I talk about the women's basketball team is joy. It's a joy to watch them play basketball. That is what it was. Absolutely. Tonight. It was a joy. Fun to watch them. So proud of them for winning. Just a fantastic night. Uh, check out Doing the Work. You guys will be going live tomorrow night. That'll also be in the Doing the Work At podcast 9 o'clock. Nine o'clock Eastern? Okay. Nine o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. Okay. Make sure that you subscribe to Doing the Work in your podcast feeds if you haven't yet. Check out our friends at homefieldapparel.com. Uh, we're going to have a post-game show Saturday afternoon after the Penn State game. It'll be there if you need it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a hard sell for that, but it'll be available if you, if you need it. But check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Congrats to our, our women's team. What an awesome night. Keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers, and we will talk to you soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.